2: I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. I think you might hear some sounds from around the neighborhood. I just realized we have the kitchen window open, which is crazy because the window's open and it's February. Like, I the mantra that I have for myself to survive winter every year is, it's always cold in March. It's always cold in March. Because the thing that I tend to do is, like, November, December, I expect it to be much colder than it is. And then I th- I think, like, oh, we're through it. Everything's good. And then we have January, February, March, where we're struggling. Okay. <laughs> and so, This year, it's just so weird how much we didn't have a winter. Like, we had two days where it snowed and, like, stuck to the ground, and both of them were barely anything to write home about. Like, they were gone by the end of the day. It was really just, like, not much at all. It's crazy. And the truth is, like, I don't think it's, I keep thinking, like, what if the other shoe drops? Like, don't get too comfortable with the idea of spring coming because winter could just come out of nowhere, but we're really, we're really getting up toward the end of it and nothing's happened of significance at this point. I also wonder if it felt like winter went by really fast because I actually enjoyed it this year. Like, I took the time to consciously enjoy winter, to really try to be present with the season, and maybe it made it go faster? Or maybe it's just like ironic the way it didn't go, like we didn't really have a winter on the year that I was finally on board. Who's to know? But what I do know is that the daffodils are popping in our yard, My windows are open. It's going to be 77 day after tomorrow. I am drinking a cappuccino, and I mean, honestly, life is good. Which brings me to my three good things for the week. Number one is ASMR. This is a controversial topic. I know for some people, ASMR makes you wanna scream, it gives you like chills in a bad way. And then others of us, ASMR is super relaxing, super calming, and I am of that boat. I've been listening to ASMR a lot while I work, and it's just so good for me (laughs) and my nervous system. I'm a pretty high-strung girly, so it's nice to have my work day be relatively chill, like I'm sitting down, I'm working, but I'm listening to something very calming and relaxing. It makes work feel, I don't know, like really like a, like, like a respite kind of. So it's number one. Number two is spring is coming. And I love spring. We'll talk more about that in just a little bit. But I am very on board (laughs) for the arrival of spring. I am so excited. I can't wait so happy about it. And number three is that my husband got into grad school. This is a really exciting thing. He is trying to get an MFA and MFAs are very competitive. It's hard to get in the programs. My therapist actually has an MFA and she said it's like harder to get into an MFA program than it is to go to med school. And that's true. Like, it's like so many people apply and like 25 people get in. It's, it's, it's nuts. And to top it off, you're supposed to apply to a ton of schools just because the odds are not in everyone's favor. And we're kind of limited in scope. Essentially, like most schools, you have to live there and we can't really move. But some schools are like low residency. So you can like go there for like a few weeks every once in a while. And so we were limited to either schools in our town or low residency programs. And with that being said, (laughs) oops, my husband like applied to one school. So he applied to one college and was like, I'll apply to more in the next semester. But like, His workload right now at school is just insane, and these applications are also insane. It's just a lot. So, anyway, he applied to one school, and he got in, and not only did he get in, he got one of, like, there's, like, three people who get a scholarship, and he's getting a scholarship. It's very cool. I'm very proud of him. He, yeah, he's working really hard, and, like, he's going to school full-time, working. He's an amazing dad, an amazing husband. He's really killing it, and... I couldn't be more proud of him. I think proud is the wrong word. I think impressed is more accurate. I try really hard. It's hard to do this, but I try really hard to not say I'm proud of people who are my peers because what did I have to do with it? You know, like it implies that even with my kid, I don't do it. I, I think it implies that like I've done something or like my opinion is the important here but more so i like to say like i'm impressed with you or i find what you did you know impressive because that's more accurate like it's like more meaningful in some way so anyway i'm very impressed with him <laughs> um so let's get into what i've been thinking about this week which is spring and the energy of spring so i plan out my year in quarters and i do it by seasons And so for me, I make up my own seasons, kind of, because I think, let's find out when spring actually begins. So spring actually technically starts March 20th and ends June 21st, to which I say hogwash. (laughs) I think spring starts March 1st and ends June 1st, and that's how I'm going to live my life, okay? Spring for me is March, April, May. I you're not going to convince me otherwise. So, I'm so excited. Starting in March, I am planning out my spring. I'm gearing up for spring. I'm really trying to infiltrate the season into every area of my life. I'm currently working on a YouTube video about spring planning and it has me thinking a lot about what spring represents, you know, like rebirth, new beginnings. Kind of coming back to life, renewed energy, like the planting of seeds. Honestly, like everyone I know loves fall. And like, I get it, fall's fun, (laughs) it's amazing, but it's like you're watching things die and like get colder. And it has its own special thing, but I've just always been a fan of spring. I love watching everything come back to life. I love seeing the warmth come back in. I have forgotten the, like, stress of the mosquitoes in the south. And I feel, like, comfortable being outside all day every day because mosquitoes haven't come back yet, but I don't remember them having been around. It's just, like, a very happy time in my, like in my life, but I think just in most people's life, it's like we're dethawing or something, we're coming back. So, with that in mind, I thought we could explore together some intention setting for spring. So, this could be fun if we like this. I'm happy to do it again for summer, just let me know. But I feel like it could be fun. I'm gonna walk through some questions that I ask myself at the beginning of a new season and explore those with you, kind of my answers to those, but I encourage you to also use this almost as like a guided journaling session. Like you can pause me, take some time with your own thoughts, or just kind of listen and think about it as I'm talking to you about mine. So the first one is how do you want to feel this season? And I do this based off of the book The Desire Map by Danielle LaPorte she does like core desired feelings. If you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me talk about this, but essentially she proposes that we set our goals based off of how we want to feel, not what we want to accomplish. And that really works for me. Like if I have a desire to feel calm, cool, and collected, let's say, and I set a goal to make a million dollars this month, like that's not, those two things don't really go together. Um, So my core desired feelings for the season of spring are refreshed, grateful, and aligned. I just want to feel like I'm in, this is such a woo word to say, but I just want to feel like I'm in flow. Um, I had this really cool moment earlier this week in my journaling practice where I just got some really deep insight into what I want the trajectory of my career to be and it was so aligned it felt so palpable it gave me energy I felt like okay things this is the this is me this is the direction we're going and I felt so aligned and so that sense of being aligned and in flow I want to feel so grateful for the magic that is life you <laughs> just want to like revel in life every day, and then I want to feel refreshed. I picked refreshed because I almost put renewed, but I feel like refreshed is a chance for me to reflect every day and be like, what did I do that was refreshing today? Um, And really feeling like I am giving myself opportunities for rest and exhilaration. Like I feel like rest, I feel like refresh is a mixture of delight and rest, right? It's kind of like this light hearted moment. Sometimes rest can feel really heavy and slow to me, but I think refreshed feels very fresh and alive. So I picked refresh, grateful and aligned. What are your core desired feelings for the season of spring? Next question is, what do you want your home to feel like this season? I did even like a Pinterest board for the season of spring where I pulled in photos that just made me feel like spring. And here's what I took away from it. I want spring in our home to feel like Pride and Prejudice, like a Victorian cottage. I want it to feel like Paris courtyard vibes or Paris sidewalk vibes. That's that's what I'm going for. So lots of herbs, lots of fresh flowers, open windows, lots of like I'm going to get us some like linen sheets. I'm going to do an herb garden. I just want our home to feel cottagey and bookish all season. How do you want to dress this season? This is something that I used to do. I don't really do as much anymore, but I used to do a Pinterest board for my seasonal wardrobe. And this was a really fun thing to do. So maybe this is like the one thing you take away. I don't know. But I used to do basically seasonal capsule wardrobes. So I would pick a few items of my wardrobe that I wanted to wear for that season. And then I would put everything else away. And the, and the cool thing about this method for me, I still kind of do this, I guess, but I just have expanded the amount of clothes that I let myself have out, but it makes you feel like your wardrobe is infinite. And I actually find that I have an easier time getting dressed the less clothes I have available to choose from. Then the easier, the more creative I am with what I wear. I feel much more connected to getting dressed. Getting dressed is much more fun. For some reason, having infinite options or just having my whole wardrobe, it, it's like there are so many items that never get worn because I'm, I just end up wearing the same pants and sweatshirt for that whole season. Um, So yeah, maybe I'll revisit this for spring. That could be really fun. It's just getting rid of like half of the clothes that I have out in my closet, putting in some like new items that are much more like spring toned, and then putting the rest away for the season. So for me, how I want to dress in spring, I want to wear like layered skirts and sweaters. I also want to wear like trousers with light layers. I think like not a lot of jeans. Maybe some. Maybe I'll just keep out like one or two pairs. And then mostly trousers and because I'm not going to be able to wear trousers all summer. So I think it would be fun to really prioritize them this spring. And then I think I'll prioritize, like, certain colors, like pastels, neutral tones. I have some, like, bright yellow dresses, but I think I'm going to leave those to summer. And, yeah, keep it, like, black, light blue, you know, like a mauve colors, like really muted colors. So that's going to be me for spring. Um, now, what hobbies do you want in spring? So for spring, my hobbies are definitely like flowers and plants. I have decided that for the month of spring, I am going to pull all my little vases and put them all in a home and keep them all full all the time. And I think I'm just obviously going to use Trader Joe's flowers to do this. So it's not going to be like crazy expensive, but I just think that'll be a really fun hobby. I'm also starting a kitchen herb garden. I normally have some sort of a garden outside. I'm but I'm deprioritizing that this year because I it just never really worked out. It was always like the very end of summer I would start to see some things I could harvest. Um herbs tended tended to work like my mint comes back feverishly every year so does my time um i planted new rosemary last year and that worked well as well but i think this year i'm going to focus on those three outside and then bringing in like basil cilantro green onion um sage all inside so that i can just easily access them and and use them throughout the the season so that's, those are hobby number one. I'm also going to change what I'm reading. So for winter, I read short stories and memoirs. And for spring, I'm going to read poetry and classics. Classics, I'm using kind of liberally. Um, it originally started because I envisioned reading like little women at a picnic by the lake. And that felt like exactly what spring is to me. But I'm going to also include books like Franny and Zoe, um, The Secret History by Donna Tart. I have Devotions by Mary Oliver here. Um, So books that I haven't read yet, but they're like classics. You definitely are supposed to read them or, you know, they get recommended to you a lot. I think East of Eden would count, even though I've already read it. I'm not going to read it again. But like you get the gist, like books you could read that are like, I think, considered classics. So I'm going to read classics and poetry. And then the other thing I tend to do in the spring is paint. I have a paint by number that I'm going to finish. And then I think I want to start watercolor painting, like maybe take a workshop or something to get better at it. All right, our next reflection question um, is, do you have career, or creative goals you want to accomplish this spring. So for me, kind of talking back to that big breakthrough that I had, um, I'll just tell you a little bit about how that happened, what that came from. My husband is obviously a creative writing major. He's in the last semester of college. He's working really hard, and he's writing a story right now. And we sat down together one night because he was kind of stuck in a process and we talked through his characters and I talked to him about, well, if this character is in Enneagram 5, they would do this, this, and this. Um, This is how they would respond to that situation. And we just, I asked him really good questions. I helped him to connect to Not only his creative self, but also, like, the time management of being a creative. And I think that, y'all, this is, like, what gives me more life than anything in the world. um, Is helping people to be more creative in their lives. And we've talked about this so much. Um, This is essentially what my community, The Brave Collective, was dedicated to. It was, like, this balance between... Because I think, like, the, the trouble with creativity is it's, it requires two elements of ourselves. It requires the inspired, creative, original side of us. And then it requires the like productive, focused, able to get the work outside of us. And oftentimes people are really good at one or the other. Maybe they're really good at getting things done, but they struggle with the inspiration piece. Or maybe they're very good at coming up with ideas, but they struggle to get things done. And I think that, like, I am naturally more someone who's good at getting ideas and have traditionally struggled with follow-through. But I have found so many ways, (laughs) like, hacks and tools and methods to make me excellent at follow-through. And those two worlds are things that I know so well that I can, like, really help people to get their work out into the world and to feel more inspired to feel more connected to what they do and to actually like turn it into something real so I also think like the Enneagram is a a huge piece of this like one the Enneagram and how it impacts your relationship to time and your relationship to creativity right but also with like creatives like in character writing or you know if in scripts and movies and how people write um, yeah right people how you write a character or how you work with the people on your team who are trying to help you there's so much at play that the Enneagram and creativity can do together and I really feel like this is my zone of genius like this is what I do um, now How is this going to look? I don't know. (laughs) But I really want in the spring to figure out, like, what's step one? Um, Is it a coaching program? Is it a consulting role, you know, in a company? Is it, like, hosting a retreat? I have to really figure out, like, one, does my audience want anything to do with this? Like, is this something that I pitch to y'all and and include y'all in? Is this something you even want? also if if not then do I go to corporations and pitch this um so who is to know (laughs) what I do know is like this is definitely the path like I can feel it like light up like if I were like looking at all the options available to me this one is like glowing um and I'm riveted by it I'm so thrilled but at the same time like I want to take my time and really be conscious of what's phase one. How do we like begin this process? And then the other career goal I have for the season is to finish at least one personal essay that is not related to work in any way. So really just focusing on my creative writing and getting at least one essay complete so that is that. Next question is health goals, body goals, mainly how do you want to feel in your body this season? So for me, I want to feel refreshed. So I want like lots of veggies, lots of like pickled vegetables. Those make me feel really good. I want to get another wild grain box if you don't know, Wild Grain is, like, this subscription box where they send you frozen sourdough baked goods. And it's, like, the good kind of sourdough where it's, like, easier to digest than other foods. And I, because I really want to, like, have fresh fresh baked goods in the house this spring. Like, it feels very... Spring to me to have like fresh flowers and baked goods around, and they make it so easy because it's just all you have to do is just preheat the oven, put them in the oven, and they're good to go. Like, you don't have to thaw them out, everything is set for you just to bake it. And it feels like okay, I have fresh baked goods all the time whenever I want, and like bread that feels really good on my body. So, I want to get another wild grain box. Also, if you guys want to try Wild Grain, I do have a code. Um, I think the code gives you $10 off your first box, and then it gives you a free pack of croissants in every box that you get, um, and the croissants are really good. I've had frozen croissants before from, like, Trader Joe's, things like that, and it is not, they're not good. (laughs) It's just not the same, but these are actually extremely good, so just so you know, um, I'll put the code in the show notes for you as well. Then um, the uh, the other thing with my body is I really love my movement practice right now. I'm going to the gym three times a week. I'm mostly just doing weight training. And then I think I would like to add in, if it's too cold, I want to do at least one yoga class like in person a week. But if it's warm, I want to play tennis or both but it, probably not both. That's a, probably unrealistic, but either tennis or yoga in person. <clears throat> All right. And then next question, relationship goals. So for me, I want to have one date night a month. Ops and I spend a lot of quality time together. We plan every week. We catch up every evening. We you know, we play tennis together, we have like these hobbies we share, we're reading a book together right now, but like that going out to dinner, going to see a movie kind of energy is not really there at the moment because we're both pretty busy, but I want to do that at least once a month. I think once a, once a week is a little ambitious, but I think we can make it happen like once a month. I think that would be really fun. Then I want to prioritize either, yeah, either going to see my friends who live in Chicago or buying plane tickets to go see them, like having a plan for when I will see them next. And I want to make one lunch or drink date with a friend. I think per month. That feels reasonable.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform
2: finally self-care so for me self-care in spring I really want to clean deep clean our side porch so that it's really ready for warm weather what that means is we have like this little bistro table set I want to get it deeply cleaned so it's like fun to sit at Um, I want to clean our whole like the porch floor the the side rails um, get rid of any kind of spider webs that have accumulated over the season and set up our egg chair for the warm weather and then clean my potting station. My potting station is like pretty rough, it kind of became like my plant graveyard over the winter. And so I need to just kind of clean out those pots, organize it up, and make it much more functional for using in the spring and summer. Other things for self-care for me, I want to go on weekly artist dates. Uh, We're reading The Artist's Way together. In that book, she recommends going on like an artist date. So something that's like two hours a week where you just kind of get new ideas and you feel creatively inspired. So I just want to prioritize doing that every week. I'm also working toward having Fridays every week being primarily a writing day. I honestly think this is maybe, like, not the most realistic goal for me, but it's something that my therapist and I are really working toward, like, she's really encouraging me to prioritize. She's definitely right to do that, and it's definitely something I need to prioritize, but I think what's more realistic right now is, like, a half day. Um, <clears throat> this past week, I was able to do a half day, and that worked actually really well. I did all of my writing in the morning. I went on an artist date. And then in the afternoon, I focused on work. And that actually worked really well for me. I think my brain wants Fridays. It's I'm so used to Fridays being the last day that I work that it feels like I'm leaving things un- like, I'm not closing things. Like, there's not closure to the week if I don't work a little bit on Friday. Um, so, right now, that's uncomfortable. It's too uncomfy. I'm not ready. So, I like a half day. And then, other self-care is taking a bath after the gym. This has been so nourishing to me. It's just going to the gym, making a protein shake, taking a bath, and then drinking an element tea. Or, is it an Element? Some people call it element, I called it element tea for a long time, but essentially it's an electrolyte packet um, just to kind of replenish those goodies, and it's been a really good routine for me. All right, so that is my reflection on preparing for spring. As a reminder, just in case you want to like take notes on the questions we went over today to journal on your own, What the questions include, <laughs> how do you want to feel this season? What do you want your home to feel like this season? How do you want to dress in spring? What hobbies do you want to ha- to explore in spring? Do you have any career or creative goals? Do you have any health goals, relationship goals? And what are you going to do for self-care? Now, to continue on with our coffee chat podcast. Let's talk a little bit about what went on in my life last week. So if you were here for Monday's episode, last Monday's episode, I talked to you about how I was getting a cold and that lasted through that whole week last week. I was homesick. I worked, but I just worked from home. I'm so grateful to have a desk here to be able to do that because I don't know what I would have done or what I used to do. It's so much harder to work when you don't have a desk. So it was, I'm so grateful that I had that. And then, um, unfortunately through that, my back started hurting because I was trying to sit as much as possible and like not overdo it so that I could get better fast. And I think I sat too much and my back is, she's not doing great just to say. I think I overrested or something. So um, yeah, we're just kind of working that out. And then also last week I was able to make Friday a half day of just writing. And I really do. I think that's reasonable. I think a half day is exciting and doable. It feels very cool to be able to do that. But it also feels like I can do that without neglecting other things that need to be done. And also last week, I read a book I did not like. Um, I read A Field Guide to Getting Lost. It was a book that was gifted to me because the person has won a lot of awards for writing like memoir, but it just wasn't for me. I, I don't know what it is that like sometimes makes me really love memoir and sometimes makes me not like it at all. And it's very vulnerable to talk about because I like to write personal essays and personal stories, and so who am I to critique someone else, you know? It feels like dicey, but at the same time, like, that's the reality. That's how I felt about the book. Um, For me, it felt like she didn't make it feel universal enough, And I don't have any, like, reason to be invested in her stories unless she, like, makes me invested in them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just didn't, it wasn't for me. It might be for other people, but it wasn't for me. And then, um, I am feeling vulnerable about critiquing a book. I'm I'm just kidding. That wasn't on my list, but I am, I do feel vulnerable about it, um, um, I, I think I just don't like the role of critic. I don't want to be that in that role. I think every there's writing for everybody, but this wasn't. This just wasn't for me. I did have somebody. I did a uh, reading review. Like here are all the books I read last year and the rating that I gave them. And one of y'all DM'd me and was like, "You didn't give anything like lower than a three. So why do you even have like a one and two star?" And and I think it's because, like, I don't want to give anybody a – I feel guilty, like, like, who am I to judge, you know? But I did not finish this book. I definitely DNF'd it and called it a day. Um, What I do feel vulnerable about this week is making room for more creative work that I want to do, making room for writing, making room for creative, like, consulting and coaching – and just, like, how am I going to make it all work? And does anyone even want this kind of stuff for me, even though, like, I feel so drawn to it? Um, I also feel vulnerable about my back hurting. It just feels um, a little, I feel a little out of control with my body and I don't like that feeling um oftentimes when I'm in pain or if, like my body hurts I have a pretty good sense of how to take care of myself like yoga uh, what kind of like medicine to take or nutrients I need or you know like re- if I have a headache I have like certain recipes of <laughs> things that I can do to make myself feel better but with this back pain specifically it's something that I don't It's basically like what I've Googled, like what I've deducted from the internet is that I'm pretty sure it's called like piriformis syndrome, which can be really temporary. It can be really permanent or like chronic. Um, And then there's like articles that I've read that are like you could have long piriformis or short piriformis, and those two take different treatment methods. And so I probably should go to a doctor and stop Googling this because I'm paying way too much in health insurance to not be using the doctor but it just doesn't come naturally to me so anyway I feel vulnerable about it all that to say I feel vulnerable um I also feel vulnerable about my future <laughs> just like oh uh, I just kind of having this realization that I can't do... This forever, Ugh. like i I was talking to or I was like researching retirement plans and like how to plan for retirement and where to invest and how to invest, and I realized like, am I gonna retire when I'm like sixty five from instagram like I don't think so, so like I do need to think about my future, I do need to have a plan um And I have traditionally just kind of been, like, focused on, well, I'm going to be a writer. I want to write. But that's more complicated than my little, like, 20-year-old self thought it would be, you know? So I just feel vulnerable about it. But what am I feeling proud of? I feel proud of the new season of the podcast. I feel like going down to three episodes a week really lets me give more time to every episode, and I feel really good about that. I have some really exciting interviews lined up. This is the first season I've really pursued interviews with people who are not my friends or... That, like, like, people that I, like, follow or admire um, that I don't know yet. That's something that, like, and they haven't, like, reached out to me. You know, I've had, like, people reach out to me who I happen to follow. But it's very intimidating. But I feel really proud of that. I feel really proud of, like, the content I'm making right now. I feel proud of the content I'm making on Instagram right now. I feel aligned with it. I feel, like, good about it. Um, so, and, like, promoting the podcast more, all of that, feeling good about it. Things that, other things I'm feeling proud of, um, I feel proud of, like, being able to support Obes in his creative process and, like, being there for him and having those skills that I've, like, built through so much, so many different life experiences. I felt proud of that. And I really feel like a good parent this week. I don't always. (laughs) feel like a good parent, Um, I often feel like I never have enough time to, like, really give to our kid, and I've taken my own advice and really focused on giving them quality attention every day for, like, at least 30 minutes instead of what I typically, like, lean toward, which is, like, taking care of their needs. Like, I'll do tasks for them, or I'll make sure that their room is Like that they are reminded to clean their room or that their lunch is packed or that they have their favorite snacks in the house. Like much more like action-oriented than like quality time. But I'm really focusing is like our kid is 100%. If if love languages exist, our kid is 100% a love language, like a quality time person. Like that is definitely what means the most to them. And it doesn't take a ton of time. Like I think I thought... I need to be giving them, like, all of my free time, which I would never let you do, (laughs) but I kind of had, like, an all-or-nothing mentality about it, and maybe I'm being a little, like, exaggerating a little bit. Like, I tend to give them quality time. We have intentional time together, but I just haven't really had a goal in mind. Like, okay, every day I'm going to give them 30 minutes at least, and... I've been doing that this week, and it's just felt, like, so good. Like, I feel like I'm being the parent I want to be. I feel deeply connected to our kid. It's just, like, a reminder of, like, what it feels like to be in alignment with how you want to be. So, feeling proud of that. Now, let's get into my core desired feelings for the month of February. It's my final February feelings exploration. (laughs) Um, So, my core desired feelings for the month of February were loving, effortless, and creative. So, this week, I will show love to Obi by celebrating his big accomplishment with him. take him out to dinner. And then to our kiddo, I'm going to keep doing the quality time every day. And then for me, I am going to choose to not have any guilt about how I choose to rest. I think sometimes I feel like my rest has to be always productive rest, but sometimes you just need to like put on a TV show, put on a movie, have a nice time of kind of numbing out and just being in escaping real life for a minute. And when it comes to effortless, I will be effortless this week by trusting the flow of money and future and knowing that answers will come to me whenever they're ready and that everything will be as it should. And then creative this week, I think I'm focusing so much on preparing for spring and getting our home set up for spring that I feel deeply, like, that's going to be such a creative process for me, and I am thrilled about it. I cannot wait. And my self-care challenge for this week, so last week, my self-care challenge was to go on an artist date, and I did do that. I went to a thrift store. Um, I went to Habitat for Humanity thrift store, which is really cool, um, because I remembered that I could take things there to donate because we often have a lot of donations and I have like a vendetta against goodwill because when I was really poor growing up they wouldn't take our checks because long story short my family was um, a (laughs) mess so um they wouldn't like take our checks they even like had like my mom's I think our picture up or something like We couldn't shop at Goodwill or we couldn't write checks at Goodwill. And I just feel like if you are like supposedly there for like people in need, you shouldn't be a for profit organization like that where you're actually just a store and you're not actually helping anybody. (laughs) And so I always intend to donate my things to a more like an actual place where it helps people. Like to women's shelters, or to the Salvation Army, or somewhere more meaningful. Um, And I haven't really done a good job of that, because dang it, Goodwill makes it so easy to donate your stuff. They just have like a drop-off point, and you don't have to coordinate with anybody. You don't have to make any phone calls. It's just so much easier. And I remembered Habitat for Humanity when I was there. I was like, oh yeah, you guys are perfect, because it's mostly household stuff and they have a a similar situation to Goodwill, but it's going toward a good cause. So I feel really good about that. And while I was there, I bought cappuccino cups. (laughs) I got myself, um, four cappuccino cups, like two matching sets. Um, one set that's like black and one set that's clear. And I love them. And it was only $2. Like, four of them for two (laughs) dollars it's amazing if you are someone who thrifts regularly you're not impressed but I'm not like if you've read the Enneagram letters I even like have an essay in there about how I don't shop at thrift stores because of like childhood you know like not wanting to like feel like my childhood because I had to shop at thrift stores so much but I'm also like really trying to address my consumerist personality and really invest in the things that bring gratification to my life which like I don't feel bad about like buying things that do actually help me and like support me in in some way like I think HelloFresh is a good example like doing a meal kit service I will I have no shame about because it adds so much to my life um I feel the same way about like so many things like I don't feel like a lot of shame or guilt about like certain things that I buy but I don't need to like buy every cup I see on the internet that I want at full price when like there's so many other options and it's kind of more fun to get these like more rare pieces than it is to like buy the same thing you know I don't know I, I could change my mind next week. Right now, that was really fun for me. Um, and I feel like that was really good art estate, <laughs> long story short. Uh, now, this week's self care challenge is I want to spend time on our porch, either reading or working. We have, I'm going to clean off the porch. It's going to be warm this week. So I just want to spend some time. It's my favorite place in our whole apartment. And it's almost time that I get to use it. So, very, very excited about that. So, let's get into what's coming up in terms of content this week. On the podcast Wednesday, I'm answering one of your questions called into the podcast phone line about my husband and my weekly meeting. I'm going into thorough detail about why we do it, what it looks like, how it's helped us, but also exactly what we talk about in, in in detail. So stay tuned for that. And then on Friday, I have an interview with Jackie Brewster, the author of The Enneagram and Your Marriage. Wednesday on YouTube, we are planning for spring. I'm taking you through multiple days of my life, getting ready for quarter two of the year for me and what that looks like, how I'm kind of changing my home, how I'm planning my content how I'm preparing for the business to move into spring. Very excited about that as well. So friends, this week is an invitation to embrace spring in whatever way that serves you, to embrace renewal and rejuvenation as we move in to such a special season. And I'm gonna end today with a quote from Harriet Ann Jacobs. The beautiful spring came, and when nature resumes her loveliness, the human soul is apt to revive also. Thank you all so much for being here and I will see you Wednesday for the next episode.
0: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone.